Hi, I'm Lucy. Hey, I'm Lita. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Blunt, Blunt Force. Force. Today's episode will cover the latest developments in cannabis research and legislation. We'll also talk about finance, healthcare, and sports. We will especially focus on the nationwide demand to end racial injustices, police discrimination, and of course, we need to reform those policies. This episode will most likely be very passionate because we're gonna discuss some of the very heavy hitting topics that are facing us today. So with heavy hearts, we're going to bring you um, a very lifted perspective of this week's headline news and social media trending topics. But first, we have to bring to you our flower of the day. Our flower of the day is going to be the lovely London Pound Cake 75, but it was brought to us with a little twist. We have our very own Forrest Hitaker right here in D.C., a very wonderful legal um, cannabis grower right here has a farm in DC. London Pound Cake is going to be a hybrid. It's going to be a cross between Sunset Sherbet and Nep OG, giving us 29% THC. And of course, you know, I rolled it up in a Russian cream. So, for those of you who are from Howard that re remember Azul Bison, this was brought to us from a very special horticulture um, who we actually remembered took that journey and left Howard University in order to um, invest himself in what he knew was going to be a booming cannabis business. And so we wanted to support him and give a shout out to him and say, shout out to you. We appreciate it. Um, you know, you bringing this through for today's episode. I'm not even going to hold you. It might be a little bit better than the actual cookies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. This is probably the best taste in London Pound Cake we've had. And we've tried probably about three different, um, we tried cookies, um, we had a DC uh, vendor bring us some, and this one. And this is probably the best tasting London pound cake I've, I've had so far. So shout out to you, Forrest Hitaker, definitely hitting. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move on to this, leg um, this cannabis legislation before we get into our heavy topics. We wanted to bring you, you know, our regular topics. Um, two house lawmakers sent a letter to the attorney general on Friday that basically was talking about how the DEA, fuck them. Narcotics, fuck them. Feds, fuck them. All of them. The <laughs> DEA is out here. We don't know why. Can you not? Um, essentially, during the protesting, um, the objective was to get them to step out and, you know, of the movement and to legalize marijuana amidst other things that are going on, you know. So they felt like with the protesters that they were targeting people, you know, and they were actually overstepping. And so they're like, fuck that. Like, because when I saw the DEA out there, I was like, they planting drugs on people. Mm -hmm. And today on Monday, two additional House members wrote a similar letter that talked about how they're conducting covert surveillance of protesters. And they feel like that it's really wrong and it's overreaching um, as well. So they want them to rescind that order for them to be able to do this covert surveillance during the protest, but also they want to them to like step back from their enforcement of drug <coughs> prohibition right now because they feel like they're overstepping and they're just being really like aggressive, which kind of speaks to what the things that people are kind of protesting about right now. So two of those lawmakers was um, from New York. It was Jared Naylor and... Hmm? I was going to say that he's the judiciary um, committee. Like, he's the board. Um, he's ahead of this committee. Hell so yeah. Like, we out here. Give him some respect. And, and then your girl. Karen Bass. California. <laughs> always out here repping. Trying to get weed. We like, it's, man, it's weed. Out of all the drugs, it's weed. Like, come on. People drinking alcohol. Hell yeah. Give some weed. Like, come on. So, they just felt like it was unwarranted and unneeded. So, chill out. The best part, well, not the best part, because it shouldn't be a part, but they did touch on the um, racial disparities that are where where it gets enforced and who gets enforced with these drugs. Um, how it's in very, very dispersed. Or not dispersed, but you know. Yeah, I mean, they obviously target, you know, certain groups or communities more with marijuana or cannabis, um, you know, possession. And it's, it shows, I mean... Didn't you talk about what the ACLU yes. said? So on 420 of all days, the ACLU dropped a report and they named it a tale of two countries. 
um, racially targeted arrest in the era of marijuana reform. So essentially, cannabis arrests accounted for 43% of all arrests in 2018. They didn't have 2019 status or data. The most recent year, um, 89% of those were for possession alone. So out of the 43 people, or the 43% of drug arrests, 89% of those were for marijuana possession alone. In Just having weed on you. So there was a drop in, you know, the states that did take the steps to either decriminalize or legalize marijuana. Seeing the states that legalize marijuana having the highest drop in the um, rate that they're getting arrested for, because mm-hmm. why? Just, there's no point in arresting somebody right. for weed when it's legal. The right. thing is, in the decriminalized states, it only dropped about 33.6%. So decriminalizing and legalizing isn't enough. There are extra steps that we need to take. We need to target those police officers and let them know that seeing a black and a brown person doesn't necessarily mean that it's still bad or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a stigma towards cannabis consumption or possession amongst, you know, African-Americans or Hispanics or Latinos or Asians as opposed to, oh, they just automatically assume that when you're white and you have it, you must have a medical card or, you know, this must be for, you know, some type of ADHD or anxiety that you have. And it's like, no, the stigma that's around cannabis is that it is... It needs to end, especially in black and brown communities, because if nothing else, the African-American community was the one that showed you that you can make this an entrepreneurial thing that can be an economic stimulus. So fuck out of here with that shit. African-Americans in the United States are four times more likely to get arrested for possession of marijuana. When our white counterparts, we use the drug almost comparable, like maybe even more than us but we are four times more likely. And if you break it down into states, that's just the average. So there are a lot of states that average is a lot higher. Like six to eight to 10 times more likely that you could get charged for cannabis possession. And that's just wild. Like just because you're black. So, so to back up that, um, that, uh, report that was released by the ACLU normal, just released a statement that was detailing how cannabis advocates could actually play a role in ending this in racial injustice in America. Um, because like we mentioned before about the four times, um, that African Americans are more likely to be arrested. They were saying that the protests were continuing to take place across the across the country were highlighting, especially decriminalization and um, legalization of marijuana because they know that that can enable and drive systematic racial injustice. And that came from the executive director of Normal. For the simple fact that we're talking about police brutality and we're talking about how we get arrested and how these cops are coming at us, marijuana, as we see, is a huge trigger and a huge reason why we're getting arrested. So if we can legalize... That bogus-ass war on drugs, for (laughs) real, for real. So if we could legalize this and that's no longer a reason that you have to have an interaction with cops, imagine... Just imagine. Just imagine. <laughs> How you doing today, officer? It's a nice day, isn't it? Why did you pull me over? I have no idea. You have marijuana? Oh, that's okay, actually. Do you want some? No. <laughs> yes, so, I get yeah. off at uh, meet me around the corner. So Normal even was talking about how it's like stemmed in um, racial and xenophobic type of histories. When the head of the commissioner of Bureau of Narcotics, his name was Harry Anslinger Jr., he was basically the architect of this entire cannabis prohibition. And he was known to label most cannabis users as Negroes, Hispanics, Filipinos, and entertainers. And he stated that cannabis causes white women to seek sexual um, relations with Negroes, entertainers, and any other people besides white men. And that's just a little dick mentality on behalf of Jerry and Sleeker Jr. Because Little dick energy. You know, little dick energy. It's okay. I'd like to say... Civil rights, well, not civil rights, the denial of civil rights is all little dick energy. Everybody was mad because black people came out being hot and they didn't know how to take it. So they just started out at the hot shit, first of all. (laughs) So they just started taking rules down. Oh, Lord, the girls are out. The guys are out. (laughs) 
can't buns. What? What is that ass? My Jesus! <laughs> I swear that's why slavery started. I was like, my Jesus! I was like, I think slavery started not because of the strength and stuff of black men, but they saw black women and like, what? We gotta get that. But the only way we can get that, we gotta, we're gonna have to fucking kill their men and take them with us. <coughs> we gotta produce more of these ladies because that's some real <laughs> shit right there. It's okay. We understand your exotic ism. Right, my man's Emmett Till won my lady died like the threatening. So while we're continuing to talk about inequality and you know we're definitely going to bring the latest development in the cannabis industry, um, we wanted to highlight something that's actually segue in sports, cannabis, and finance all together. It's really interesting. So um, <laughs> after the last dance, you yeah, know. especially after the last dance. So you got Isaiah Thomas, Al Harrington. And John Sally. They're doing a collab here for the Benzaga, Benzinga conference. They was, at the, they was at the Benzinga conference. Each one of them had their individual own companies. But they spoke at the Benzinga conference um, to basically talk out against inequality in the cannabis community. They stepped out of their privilege and understood that even though it is because they're privileged that they are able to have these companies in the business. They acknowledge that. Because they know that their counterparts, black men, weren't allotted these same privileges. And that Mm -hmm. is what they're speaking out on Mm -hmm. and against. And I think it's kind of beautiful. It is beautiful. They even made it a family affair. Inviting their sons in to take over, well, not take over their businesses, but to be a part of their business. And most likely, when it's time. Isaiah Thomas is the, um, the company's managing officer. And then John Sally's daughter did a tremendous deed. This girl donated her tuition fund as seed money for uh, Deuces 22. So Deuces 22 is a CBD company. Y'all need to look into that. I'm telling y'all, we dropping gems telling you to get your stocks up. Definitely support. Oh, you know, we coming at y'all with the latest news. Like if y'all haven't been paying attention to what we've been telling y'all to invest in, we're going to keep in like giving you information because it is the hot ticket. Tell them, Lita. Tell them. So, I don't know if you remember Aurora, a couple of weeks ago, we were telling you that they had just got together with the company Reliva, mm-hmm. the CBD company Reliva, mm-hmm. and they had teamed up. So, essentially today, their stock rose 4% in a day. So, who knows what they was doing a few days ago, but as of today, rose 4% in the pre-market trading at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. No, oh, no. Me. Aurora just been taking over the charts, period. Like, they've been fucking up the stocks, but the stock that she's talking about that did the pre-trading was Gilead. Now, I know some of y'all might have remembered. There is a Gilead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know some of y'all might have remembered watching like Young and the Restless or Bold and the Beautiful with your grandmothers or your aunties. Um, but there were also these like, um, these pharmaceutical commercials from AstraZeneca that I remember. So AstraZeneca reached out to Gilead over the weekend and basically was like, oh, are you trying to do a merger? Blah, blah, blah. And it's all rumored because, of course, AstraZeneca has not confirmed any of these things. But this morning as of 7 a.m., to confirm those rumors, Gilead stock rose 4.4%. So, the rumors may be true or y'all might just be inside trading. No, girl, we trying to get some stock too. Shut up. We gonna get y'all later. <laughs> no, but seriously, I was telling her like, I'm sorry, I be watching Suits. Like, I, I mean, still. yes, but I mean, that's why we're trying to put y'all on. Like, by us putting you on to what's up, this is not insider trading. That is literally it's us not, just paying it's attention. Just, it's just speculations, and that with those speculations, the stock market four <coughs> percent. So essentially, we're like, we feel like this is everything we know that would be a smart business move on mm-hmm. the end. So we gonna jump on the bandwagon before. It's too high, and you know, because right. essentially, we're giving you that tease, that text. Right. So we getting ready to take y'all to our first commercial break. Um, but we wanted to say shout out to our central worker again, um, Forrest Hitaker. It's a hit. It is a hit. It is a hit. During our commercial break, I think gonna, we should eat some smokies. We're definitely gonna eat some smokies. Where'd you get those from? Got these smokies from the cookie store in LA before. Before it was ransacked, I actually paid money for this, and I'm actually upset. Before the riot. (laughs) I'm actually upset nobody told me we was going to do that, because I would have just waited a day, literally a day. (laughs) Y'all could have told her. Right. I got on Twitter and was like, (coughs) 
Because I went two days before and was mad. And then, and I knew that I had just went because everybody was sending me. I hadn't even seen the videos of what happened at the Cookie Store Mill Road. People were sending me the videos. Shout out to It's a Snack in D.C. <laughs> Shout out to Gasland D.C. You know what I'm saying? They kept me up on my shit while I was away. Because I was definitely like, what the fuck is going on out there? They've been in my purse for a minute, so they're a little stuck together. So we're going to eat that during our commercial break, and we'll be right back with y'all. Okay, so 15, 20. Yeah, so, um, you know, we always keeping y'all up on what's happening in the nation. Um, we mentioned Ahmaud Arbery in episodes before. Um, and ever since Trayvon Martin's death, we've seen, like, a rise in the spark of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, but it seems like police have, police killings have increased amongst unarmed blacks. So, <sighs> George Taylor and Breonna I mean, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Breonna Taylor has brought us all out into the streets in the mid of a pandemic. I feel like they were the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't know why it's taken us so long to get angry or maybe we've just gotten older and we're now at the point where we feel we can do things about it. But... We were in college when Trayvon Martin died and, well, not died, when he was murdered. Um, Slain, hunted, and killed. Yes. By George Zimmerman, who, and we saw him get off and we see him signing bags of Skittles now. And it's just surreal that shit like that can happen. Like, you can cold blood murder somebody. I mean, for me, <clears throat> for me being fresh out of Farmville, um, I've always felt that my voice mattered, but my mayor like told me that one day I would be a rose amongst thorns and that I would be a bridge that would gap our town. I, and at the time he was talking, I really didn't understand what he meant because I was in an interracial relationship in rural North Carolina at the time. And I did go through a lot of bullshit at the hands of the administration of the school that I went to, police discrimination. Like, I remember us getting pulled over so often just because he was in our neighborhood. So they assumed that, oh, if you're a white man in the black neighborhood, you must be buying drugs. I was like, well, he's not in the hood. He just coming to where I live. I just happened to live in the hood, <laughs> you know? But it was... Me trying to talk to my friends because I had a lot of white friends in high school. Like, a lot of white friends. And I loved them, like, so much. So, I felt like I was going to be able to just jump on Facebook and just have these conversations with them back in, like, 2010, 2011. And, like, it didn't seem to grasp the gravity of the situation and why I was so fired up about you know, this situation. So it led to some real disappointing conversations and I ended up having to block people that I never thought I would block. Like people right now don't talk to me that I thought like I would watch their kids grow up and they don't speak to me. Like I've done something wrong because I'm only speaking out about the injustices that I faced or even people that I know across the nation are facing. So it was clear to me that racism in America was not their top concern. Like it is time if you do have white friends, like being an ally is more than just having a black friend. It's recognizing, not even trying to actually like fully take responsibility or anything, but recognizing and understanding that your black friend does have life differently. Mm -hmm. Not, you're, oh, you're different because, stop. That's because, annoying. <laughs> that was please, annoying. Please stop and recognize what your friends are going through and speak up. Like, this is your time to stand with us. And I don't know why it's, take, it's taking us so long to get these white allies, but they're coming around. And I mean, and that's what made this movement different 
from the other movements is it's that not just us. we it's not just us and so we do have a lot of white allies on our side just like with prohibition i mean um just like with um anti um anti-abolish anti-abolition just like the ab- anti-abolition the abolitionist movement the abolitionist movement okay so y'all know we smoked a lot before we got to this point but the abolitionist movement it had to have white allies and white women that were like hold on slave owner husband this is wrong you know <laughs> like hold on slave owner husband i'm gonna secretly teach these black slaves to 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 read even though we're fucking wrong for taking them from their land so it's like now that we have these allies on our side they are doing an immendous amount of outpour like i've seen them support bail funds they're out there like giving food jose andreas and the dc central kitchen or world kitchen order whatever he got going on over there they on are the streets they are amazing on the streets feeding people with hot meals i mean the protests we ate really good at the protests like protest was kind of like sandwiches cookies popsicles oh my god hot food from five-star restaurants like the activism that people are doing and outpouring that they're doing to support the protesters that is amazing in itself so we want to say thank y'all to the people that drove up to us on the streets of Pennsylvania Avenue right. and 16th Street and, like, the National Told Guard. Us, hey, we didn't have time to pass these out or we don't have the space to park and do this. But, hey, I sat up at home and packaged hundreds, hundreds, thousands hundreds of, of, like, packages. packaged ships, waters, blisters. We'll show you one. Like, I'll show you one. There's one in that. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. These are some of the things that they were giving us. Like, they gave us, like, real live meals and stuff. They gave us, like, prepackaged food with, you know, Gatorade and Belvita and Blisters. Because they know you out there yelling and your, your lips might be chapped. Some of them had cough drops in it because you are, once again, yelling. Like, those, And I needed them cough drops because I was hoarse for, like, a week because of this. The community coming out and supporting made it that much more durable. And but then for us, 92 babies, I mean... Me? Specifically. We, like, we were born into this. Like, she was born into this, but we were born into this. But she, she was born into this shit. Like, in 92, Rodney fucking King in Los Angeles, like... I was fresh out the womb. Fresh out the box. So not the coop at the lot. Um... But anyway, I was fresh out the box, and, you know, I can imagine the fear my parents had having a top, not, excuse me, I went a toddler, I was an infant, months old during the Rodney King riots, and the thing that angers me is, I'm 28 now, and the only thing that is different than the Rodney King riots, well, excuse me, Rodney King lived, but... Ronnie King, but there were riots. Right. <laughs> there were riots. And Ronnie King was beat down. George Floyd died by the same fucking police. Like, why is this shit still happening 28 years later? We haven't thought of... We didn't reform back then. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's mind-blowing, flabbergasting. Which brings us to... That we've been stagnant for 28 years. Not even just stagnant. We haven't been stagnant. We, we haven't been growing. We, listen, we haven't been stagnant. We've been growing, learning, and figuring out what's going on in the system. About the police. It's the other, no, I'm talking about it's the other generations, because I'm going to come at y'all now. <clears throat> it's them other generations, parents, aunties, cousins, granddaddies. Okay, I ain't going to say granddaddy, because other generations, right before that generation was kind of lit. But y'all, y'all sat for 20 and 30 years, and you let things happen. You shut your mouth and went on a status went quo. To work. Status quo, as long as you can get your little coin. So y'all can be safe and complain stuff. Complain to oh, hush each it up. other. Y'all are part of the reason why this is the problem, which is why we got to fight so hard. And we understand. Complain to each other instead of going out and protesting. Right. And we understand that now that you all are older, that you're looking at us and you are judging us and saying like, oh, we shouldn't do these things. But just like you're saying that it was uh, the generation before you, because you guys didn't do shit. The generation before you, when they were going out to protest, the generation before them, who actually had just came through, you know, that that Jim Crow era, they just came through the black code laws, were scared. And they warned their children not to do it because they knew the danger that would happen 
if it was not executed fully. I think the issue is that we were appeased a little bit during Jim Crow, or excuse me, after Jim Crow. So our well, not our parents, but those people, those aunties, those grandmas, they oh yeah, they definitely gave them to, figurehead people and said, right, they were "Here's your to, Oprah, here's your Michael Jordan." No, not even that. Like they come at us about even affording like um, our tuition and shit like that. Like y'all had it a lot easier. Like they gave y'all a little affirmative action was a thing. Like when y'all was like coming out like yeah but so. not even just a permanent action was a thing your, your tuition wasn't shit but eight thousand dollars right, or five thousand like were the able most. to buy houses because they were like that twenty thousand so like, dollars for the entire house a five thousand dollar down payment like don't come at us don't come at us because y'all inflated this shit so when we talk about comparisons of protest versus activism and rioting versus looting we just spoke about the history of it not just the whole history of it, because, you know, we didn't even go back to the Boston Tea Party and, you know, Tommy Jefferson, blah, 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 blah. This whole damn country was off a riot. But the comparisons, though, like, since the beginning of this country, riots and violent rhetoric have always been... Black. Not even black. No, it's been a marker of patriotism. It's been American. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Looting. Stealing. <laughs> we don't get to riot. I, we don't get to riot. Yeah, we we loot, we burn buildings down. Like they have phrases like such as "live free" or "die." Like, give me liberty or give me death. You give know? me a haircut. Let me go back to work. Rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. Like these are the things that our founding fathers told us. And then at the flip side, it's like, okay, yeah, but y'all black people shut the fuck up, though. It was three-fourths of y'all. We was talking to three-fourths. Yeah, it was only talking to y'all. Three-fourths. We the people, not y'all. We the people, you know? So that's why it's like, shut. Like, that whole constitution shit that y'all stand on real strong, we stand on it just as strong as you do, but you better make sure it applies to everybody, not just, you know, who you want it to apply to. Because I found it so funny while we were marching. What building was that that has the First Amendment splattered? Well, it's on, on it's on Pennsylvania Avenue, but it used to be the museum, the museum that went out of business right. last year. But but it's right on Pennsylvania Avenue, smack dab between the Capitol and the White House. Mm-hmm. And while they were tear gassing folks for demonstrating their First Amendment right, it said right there that we had the right to peacefully protest. But like force and violence have always been used as a weapon to like defend liberty. Even John Adams was saying some shit like. He was talking about to the colonists. He said, we will not be your Negroes. And that's something that, you know, it's funny because James Baldwin brought that shit back and said, I am not your Negro. Like, you're not going to treat me this way. Whew. Full circle. Mm. Just moved on through me. So, so, yeah. So, for the past week, peaceful demonstrations and violent riots have all erupted throughout the country. The world is hurting, and that's just the response to the police brutality. The killings of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery. We're not saying, please don't lump Ahmaud Arbery into the police killing. We're angry about all of our black people being slain just for the color of their skin. We're like, not anyway. even mad about just the color of our skin and being slain. We're mad about the fact that we can't even go to a cookout without Karen calling the police. Right. We're mad about the fact that our children can't play their music as loud as they want to in the car. The fact that our seven-year-old girls got to be out on the street protesting. They got to tell their story at seven. Your story shouldn't be more than Powerpuff Girls wasn't on today. Like, those should be your struggles. I only had one cereal to pick from instead of two, and this is not the norm. Like, I'm so sad that my... Our little girls have to grow up so fast. Like Not even just our little girls, especially our, our little boys, boys, too. The fact that we have to have this conversation about police to our children before they even know what it is. The that, fact that the conditioning. white parents can get the nerve or audacity to complain about Nickelodeon being too dark by making it go silent for eight minutes and some seconds because y'all don't want to have the conversation with your kids and don't want to parent. That's something that's disturbing because your children, like our friend Peach was just talking about how yesterday she picked up her nieces and she, you know, they, she, they said, we're going to have a sleepover at Aunt Peach's house. Yay. And they were so excited. Right. 
And as they're riding down Georgia Avenue, they're like, why are the why are the stores boarded up? Why is there spray paint everywhere? And she had to explain to her nieces and have this very difficult conversation with them what's going on in the world and how it impacts them as Latina women, you know, and how they have to use their voice as Latina women to stand together with black people because we all face the same oppression. Like, that's I, touching. I would like take a moment to shout out Nickelodeon because... I don't believe this is their first instance of standing up and making parents have hard conversations. I recall 9-11 going back home and trying to watch cartoons just to not see what was happening. And Nickelodeon had the Twin Towers falling on Nickelodeon. So I had to talk to my mom and see why that was so intense. So we would also like to take the time to actually define the word riot, the Webster definition of a riot. Yes. A riot defined by Webster is a violent public disorder, specifically a tumultuous disturbance of the public peace by three or more persons assembled together and acting with a common intent. Which is why I support rioting. I support rioting because you have to have a public disturbance of people's mental of their daily lives to get them to pay attention to say wake up we are going to stop what's going on until what our intention is gets passed or move forward for example if you look at the police departments that were what'd you say dancing Mm -hmm. we're gonna bring it up later we're gonna bring it up later but if you look at the people who were just like the police departments that were like bending the knee and being patronizing and saying like oh we stand with you guys and then the Minneapolis, Minneapolis, they actually burned down the police department and they are the ones who are getting their police department defunded. They are the ones who are bringing about actual policy changes. So it's like at some point you have to look at the history of riot and what it actually does because it seems like in America that's the only thing that brings about change. You got to fuck some shit up to make some people notice and to actually do something apparently in America. So... Also, as a shout out to one of our friends who went out to protest with us on one of the first nights, and we do appreciate her for doing it. It was not her comfort zone. It was not her thing, but baby girl put it down. She, she held as much it. as she could. She did. She and held I it down. The support. She came dressed and ready to go with us. Yup, so, yup, yup. Shout out to you. You know who you are. Yes. I don't know if you wanted to put her name on No, we're going to let her ride because she knows who she is. But mm-hmm. we wanted to say there's different forms of activism and protest. You do not have to go out and protest. You don't have to yell. You don't have to march. You know? Anxiety is real. Claustrophobia is real. Anything that is keeping you from going out, we understand and don't feel that that is your only way to show that you are in support of this movement. We mentioned that there were bail funds earlier that people were supporting in different states. It's definitely on social media. We, um, we'll drop the links to some of you know those as well on our Twitter as well as the Instagram page. Um, but you can organize. If you want to organize it within, you know, your group of friends as to what you can do, like the people we talked about that uh, went out and got snacks and stuff that packaged it together for the protests that they're going to have within the city. Um, If you want to do counseling, because, you know, people are going through things and you just want to be that listening ear for people. Right. I was about to say, just lending that ear can be something, being that shoulder to cry on. Yeah. You know, people need that. Um, Um, If you're an artist... You can definitely express how you're feeling about the situation, um, whether it be actual art, music, comedy, because some definitely comedians, please come out right now. Give us your time to shine because um, we do need that right now. But one Once of the greatest things that we've seen in this is the whole world understands that this issue is something that we need to tackle shout out to the worldwide solidarity that we've seen japan um berlin paris um, Paris. germany shout out to how organized y'all protests are like yes y'all do that can y'all teach us like i saw paris and then was like oh look at them japan was on it hong kong was killing it bro and they got the whole kits in hong kong yes um, i was watching their videos to figure out how to protest they were scooping up the um the, the bombs, bombs with the cones and, and stuff yeah, and then they had they had blowers they had leaf blowers and, and stuff yeah, like oh, they had paintballs and like paint balloons in order to fuck up the um police because they can't see, see if they their shields it like, was, they was killing it the game i 
We see y'all. Shout out to y'all. Mm-hmm. Come teach some seminars. Right. Please just put us in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're a full weekend to protest, so thanks for that. We ain't going to let up until they do something about what's going on. Um, but before we go to our next break, we wanted to say shout out to George Floyd's second grade teacher. She was so sweet. She was. She got on the news and um, she shared an essay that he wrote with her in the second grade, which is great just to see how a black man can grow from a black boy into a black man and how his life can in the end still impact, be just as impactful as what he wanted to do as a child. Um, that was a touching moment that she shared on the news. So we do appreciate that moment. And what it meant to a lot of, you know, people and teachers, even teachers and how impactful they are in the world. Because they don't have to do the things that they do. And they don't have to, you know, hold on to the memories that we create as children. But they do. And that means a lot. And they're underpaid and underserved too. Like, so if we're going to keep talking about reform and stuff, let's throw the teachers in there and give them their pay grade uh, increase that they need. Because they take care and they, they build up the next generation. about this what what is this drawing and what was your assignment well one of my favorite memories of Harry involves his report for Black History Month each day in the month of February we studied a different famous black American and as a culmination to that study I posed the question to my students how will you impact the future what will you do to make the difference so in response, each student uh, wrote a story or an essay called Future Famous Americans and described their aspirations. What George Floyd, again, who, who you at that time and his family called Perry, said was, when I grow up, I want to be a Supreme Court judge. When people say, your honor, he did rob the bank, I will say, be seated. And if he doesn't, I will tell the guard to take him out then I will beat my hammer on the desk. Then everybody will be quiet. Why did Period. 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 So, yeah. Shout out to George Floyd. He was about that shit. He said he going to be the one. Send him away. Take him out. So. We're going to go to another break. Um, we're going to come back to y'all with some of the hottest trending topics in social media. I'm going to wrap it up for y'all, okay? I would be just as hyped to dance the Macarena. But Except who was they dancing with? The National Fucking Guard. Them op ass motherfucking nigga ass in Atlanta. Rakeisha Lance Bottoms kept pushing their curfew back further and further, and they was counting down the curfew. It was like before we leave, let's take it out with a little Macarena. No, I don't fuck with that. Like, no, you know, I don't fuck with that because even when we was protesting the other day, I saw this really ass, really fine ass um, person that I really engaged with, and I think we had a connection, and it was really special. But I was sad because he was the police, so I could. <laughs> he wasn't even the police. He was like a be- he was better than the police. He was like in one of the black trucks, like so. I think he was like military or something. And he didn't have his uniform on, so I know he was like probably like a really high-ranking person. So like, but I couldn't really engage in him like I wanted to because you know I was there for a purpose. It's okay. Yeah. So next protest you're at, if the National Guard invites you to dance, can you remember you got common sense and don't? Yeah, don't do that. Cause why? Cause I knew all my friends were gonna snatch me if I gave him my number. But we kept making glances at each other. Which is all right, so 
Um, anyway, Mary Bowser and Trump was beefing on Twitter. Like they was going at it. Like okay, back and forth. Back and forth. Like she was like, I, 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 and he was like, the whoop, incompetence whoop, whoop. of the mayor. And then he was like, oh, you incompetent ass whore ass bitch. That's what I heard in my head because this is why I feel right. like he called her whore. He was like looking for handouts. He was like, you only ask for handouts and money and. You can't run your city and control your city if it wasn't for the National Guard. Right. You wouldn't be able to control it. So what if... And now you beefing with them. Right? And he was like, and what if we bring in some different men and women? Which my question is, what that mean? Because if you bring in some different men or women, they still work for the National Guard. So what they going to do? Like, where you getting these men and women from? You hiring a militia? Cause now you actually threatening he the citizens. He did I know he. When the shoot start, I mean the loop started, the shoot start. I understand. He violated that. the terms of Twitter. I was like, finally. Ooh. Oh, speaking of Donald Trump and his damn Twitter, there was an account right, which proves that Twitter is more lenient on our president. That just tweeted everything that Donald Trump tweeted. Like every time he sent a tweet, they copied and pasted it onto their page. When the shoot start, looting start, they tweet got um the account got um what you call it? Shut down. Yeah, shut down immediately after when the shooting start, the looting start. Mm-hmm. President was Twitter fingers immediately after. He should have been shut down like, since he when he started running for president. <laughs> so anyway, him and Mary was going back and forth. So then she said, you know, just like a DC chick. She said, you know what, I'm gonna pull up. Not only am I gonna pull up but I'm not about to be talking to you on Twitter. I'm about that action. So she wrote Black Lives Matter. <laughs> she didn't just write Black Lives Matter. She changed Black Lives Matter to Black Lives Matter Plaza. No, she changed 16th Street to Black Lives no, Matter. Pennsylvania Avenue. So that little section that he lives on, his address is 1600 Black Lives Matter Avenue. I mean, Plaza. No, I thought she changed the 16th Street. No, she just changed it's, that It's part. Black Lives Matter and 8th Street. No, his address is 1600 Black Lives Matter. That's why he upset. If she changed the whole, she changed. She didn't that change means, that just that intersection. She like, changed that intersection, the other part, and the other part too. Mm-hmm. So she changed so the whole like thing. His little box oh, okay. is instead of Pennsylvania Avenue is Black Lives Matter Plaza. So the president's address is right now sixteen hundred sixteen hundred Black Lives Matter. Plaza. Really? I thought it was just sixteen hundred. Um, no, that's why it's super petty. Because it's sixteen hundred. I thought it was not sixteen hundred. I thought I saw the sign that they put, and I thought it was just Sixteenth Street that they changed. That's why it's so but petty. But that is super awesome. <laughs> that's why it's so petty. So she wins even more. Like, yeah, definitely got that shit leading all the way up to the White House. Got all the civil rights activists and stuff out of the house with their mask on, ready to take pictures. Well, I don't know why she got John Lewis out there and stuff. He that man that said he sick and stuff, and he trying to hold on by a thin, you know, thin, thin little thread. And she got him out there in coronavirus. But okay, we're gonna let that go. Okay, take their pictures. Okay, cool. We're gonna let that rock because it's gonna be a nice little civil, you know, rights picture. So, Twitter beefs are lovely. I live for the drama, Muriel. Love it. But, what the fuck is next? What's next, sis? What are we doing next? Like, what's what's next? Because (laughs) gentrification is very real and thriving in your fucking city. Um, Your city, my neighborhood, bitch. I saw a whole um, Twitter thread today talking about um, how there are only two grocery stores in Southeast. No, in the Ward 7 and Ward 8. There's oh, excuse only, me, both of those boys. Ward 7 and Ward 8, there's only two grocery stores amongst, uh, amongst the, the two, two of them. them. And then, you know, as far as the access to get to them, right. it's like Right, she horrible. was saying it was horrible and that any time that you can go, even using that little 10, lane, 10 items or less lane, you can expect to lose two hours out of your day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's, so, it's great that we got paint and we spray paint in the streets, but the people... That the people of DC that know you know that we appreciate it. However, your African American um, affairs uh, department here in DC better get the fuck to work because we holding them accountable for real, for real. Because we have people who their property taxes are going up. We have people who are actually dying of starvation. We need to do something about the gun violence. Like I don't know what it is we can do, but we got to figure it out because they are. Fucking up our neighborhoods with just by like we're not just mad about the police brutality too. Please get that right. Before somebody come and be like, well, what about the black on black violence? We're very distraught about the fact that our black men are out here killing each other. I don't even think that black on black crime technically exists. I think crime exists. 
the issue is is that people do things to people in their proximity and people that they know right black people live amongst black people typically so right. it's not black on black crime it's Right, which Prime is, of people that which, is they know. which is why I was gonna like, say we have to like before we like not even before but as we talk about that you have to talk about the resources. I'm that just real about people saying that term because like it's yeah. not real because like white people if you look at the statistics they kill each other a lot more. You're not yelling white on white crime like right. Becky knows Susan. That's why they killed each other. Tariq don't know Susan. That's why he didn't kill her. Like, so, Muriel, if you want to get together with the actual people of D.C. and not the people that just say they are the people of D.C., not just figureheads, not just social media influencers, then that's what you need to do and tap in with your community. Because a lot of them, for the most of your, your you know, um, administration, have been saying that you are only tapped in what's going on in Northwest. And what's going on with the areas that impact you economically. And it's unfair. And if this dude is over here mad at you about these handouts that you supposedly take in, where are you giving them out? Like, right. taking a handout and where is it going? Because we're looking at these <laughs> motherfucking builders being built. And we're saying, okay, so if they're saying that it's supposed to be a percentage of it that's a, affordable, affordable housing, housing, then who is it actually going to? Because when we go to apply for them motherfuckers, you know, we're not getting them. And I say that from the safety of my home, which is very off-market. So, you know, do know. I'm out here trying to live better. <laughs> All right. So, y'all remember coronavirus before um, racism? All this, you know, remember that thing? Came back. So, <laughs> before, I'm going to just say this right now, before... After all these protests, they try to say protests are killing Americans because the COVID numbers is up. Vegas opened up this weekend, and people was running all around Vegas. I ain't seen no mask in sight at slot machines, um, drinking drinks, standing one inch from each other. So I don't got the time for them to try to say that protests was out here because Vegas lit the fuck up, baby, and niggas was out. People was out. They was mm. sickening. Out. I was out, out. Out. I was out too, though. But I was out with a working. mask and like with people that you knew and like it. Wasn't I was out like and that. I was working and I was in the confined space with less right. than ten people. So. so it wasn't like that. So is Kanye a mastermind or? That man played chess, not checkers. And <laughs> right. not even... He played Chinese checkers if he do play checkers. Because that's a fun game that's very right. strategic, too. like... That motherfucker played backgammon. I don't know. Is it safe to still love Kanye? I love the fuck out of Kanye. It's crazy. And I if this Kanye. is real, like... I, I was disappointed in Kanye in several moments, but I never could fully hate him. I never I hated Kanye. I was disappointed in Kanye several times, but... Was I disappointed in him? No. I can't say I was even disappointed in him because of this. People have very intricate life journeys. And I can't judge him for what he's going through because I see a hurting person. I saw a hurting person. So my disappointment can't I can't I can't judge I can't judge nobody anyway, but I can't I couldn't fully judge him knowing that he's not even a full person. He's broken as hell. Like, if his, like, if his mama was alive, he wouldn't be doing this stuff. Like, right, because he would have never been with Kim, and I wouldn't have been disappointed from Jump. So, really I just kind of was like... <laughs> I was I like, he did like, all that other shit, but I feel like before that, he was he broke, he was broken, and he was corrupted. But so he basically like, was saying, in defendant, not def- he basically came out to say that it was all a game of chess, and that... He, he wouldn't have had the platform that he had and that he gave Kim with the president of the current president of the United States by putting on the MAGA hat. But he wouldn't have even been invited into that office had he not done that. And everyone sitting here, this is literally why we outside in the street right now. He was 100% He's correct. He's right. He's but, right because our president is a fucking clown that plays into his ego. Right. So if somebody's stroking that hole, somebody's stroking that hole that's definitely supposed to be against All it. our lives, our mamas told us you catch more bees with honey and you know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> more flies with honey or was it bees? Whatever. Both. Flies. You can catch bees. a bug with honey. Anything. You catching anything with honey. It's sweet. Right. Especially if you got some CBD honey. Shout out to New Exotics from California. They gave me the CBD honey. Um, 
It was super awesome. I'm going to put that up on Instagram later. I got it from him from a pop-up that I went to in L.A. Um, down in Long Beach. And between that and the CBD sugar scrub, um, he gave me a soap. Like, my guy is out here, and the soap smells amazing. I feel like I, feel like I smell like Mother Earth. So, <laughs> so, I appreciate, you know, you exotics for those. In the midst of the Black Lives Matter movement, um, the NFL issued an apology. Um, you know, they said they were wrong for not listening to the players earlier, and you know. But they didn't mention the only player that matters. They didn't mention cap, no it was cap. Plural, always plural. No, they didn't players. mention cap, no cap. They didn't mention players. cap, no cap. My dude from Carolina that went down. Very and general statement. No, very general. Fuck no. Fucking Roger Goodell. Very Fuck you. Fucking so to piggyback bitch. on the um, commissioner apologizing, Drew Brees also apologized. And I don't know if you know what he got to apologize for. I feel like Tom Brady should have been apologizing, but go ahead. So Drew Brees essentially. What was that? Here we go. Again, Tom Brady should have been the one apologizing. Not Drew Brees. <laughs> Not talking about Tom Brady right now. Yeah, I am. Tom, what he has a lot to apologize for. I just said we are not talking about Tom right now. Okay. Um, Drew Brees was like, "I would like to apologize to my friends, teammates in the city of New Orleans, the black community, NFL community, and anyone I hurt with my comments yesterday." Um, so essentially, he was saying that oh, he had like went on a no kneeling um, spree, like. Right before the NFL thing, he was like, I don't support kneeling, like, yeah, 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 da, 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 da. So he apologized to the NFL and all of us yesterday. He also had, like, a heart-to-heart with his teammates, like, during that. And where um, a few of his teammates said that he cried and that they told him about their experiences. And, like, at the end of that meeting, they could feel like he had changed. Mm. And that, like... He was, the, the, it really was enlightening right, for him. Right, it was serious. And right, he wasn't right. just doing this because he felt that it was something to save, like, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Trump, Mr. When Nobody's Talking to Me, I Gotta Show Up. <laughs> I'm a fan of Drew. I think he's truly one of the greatest quarterbacks, but he should not have taken back his original stance on honoring the magnificent American flag. Oh, glory is to be revered, cherished. And flown high. We should be standing up straight tall, ideally, with a salute and hand on heart. There are other things you can protest, but not our great American flag. Drew was like, I, I, I. Nobody even asked you. He was like, hold up. So then he had to go and he had to respond to his response of the response. Like, bro, nobody even asked you to say nothing to me, but since you over here talking, let me clap back at you or clap back. Shut the fuck up. He was like, essentially, through living and actually talking to fucking black people and my teammates, I realized that this issue ain't about the fucking American flag, G. It's about black people. Mm -hmm. It's about the injustice. Mm -hmm. It's about the privileges that we got. Mm -hmm. Like, so, if you ain't changing them, eh. You know? Essentially. He was like, that was in 2017 where I made that stupid ass comment. Like, you know? So and I've since grown. Drew Brees is only bringing light to other celebrities that need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like Trina. Trina. Like, Trina, who t- I love you, but shut up. Shut up and hire a PR person. Kiki Ayers is a girl from Howard University that's a great PR person. She is great at her job. She can flip some shit for you. You should hire her, Trina, because, oh my God, you need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's just... Trina needs to shut the fuck up. I can't even find the video. I don't want to find the video. But essentially, she was on her little radio show, her and Trick got. And she had the nerve to say that we was burning down these things. And essentially, black people were animals for the way that we were responding to George Floyd's death. She was mad about... I mean, she, I mean, 
But she's, she's also like, talking about time into these. She's also stores talking about like, specifically Miami and Atlanta and how they was like really like going. They was fucking. They got it in. Like, I appreciate Miami in. and Atlanta because them niggas got they the bag. They got it the fucking in. Like like shit. literally, literally, they got the bags. Like they they fucked up Gucci. They fucked up like they they got bags. Yeah. He was sleep. Right. They like boarded the shit up before we could even do it. I was a little upset. Not we them 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 them. So, yeah, everybody need to shut the fuck up if you really don't have anything positive or enlightening or enriching right. to say. And that's why it took us so long to even put together this particular episode of a podcast because we were going through our own feelings and we, we knew. We want to be motherfucking just with the mess. And I knew. When Masika called them bitches black beasts, she wasn't talking about every black fucking woman. If y'all cancel everybody, who the fuck we gonna have? If y'all cancel everybody for one mistake, who the no, fuck? No, where is the beginning where she say, um... People. Ma- the beginning of this video, little girl was like, the man called me a tranny, so I call him a faggot. And the boy responded with an actual screenshot of what it was. And he was like, imagine having all this money and being on the shade room commenting. And she was just like, imagine being a faggot. So she was like, y'all trying to cancel me for that. Y'all keep over here canceling the internet celebrities that y'all brought up. How y'all gonna cancel the people that y'all invested in? The same way y'all became internet celebrities is the same way y'all cannot be internet celebrities. Like, B. Simone did the same shit. Like, she was like, I'm not looking for Twitter validation. But you should be, because Twitter and Instagram pay your bills, Miss Ma'am. Like... You ain't get that million because you told your friends that you had a business. You were selling newspapers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that. You ain't just tell your cousins that no. you had a business. You got on. That's what I'm saying. Like, the bitch wasn't followers. selling. She wasn't putting the ads in newspapers <laughs> right. and shit and selling newspapers and shit off of her ads. Like right. the fuck. Like come on, stop playing. Just like Desi talking about um, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X standing together. That's a protest, but us. Um, rioting is not a protest, and he trying not to get killed. If it ain't, I'm not paying no motherfucker $800 for no pants. They scared Desi <laughs> into activism now. He is out there on the front lines in all black suits um, and masks. He looked just like Baby Mike. Okay, activism versus patri- patriotism. Don't fucking patronize me. Don't patronize me. And that's exactly what I woke up to today when when Esselita come in my room talking about the fucking dem. Look at the Democrats. Now she know how I feel about what I feel and how I feel in life. So when she came in my room today and showed me the Democrats <laughs> kneeling and can't take call, the first thing I said was, "Is that Photoshop?" I thought it was too. Because you know how y'all be on some hotel so shit. Like, and they be on some hotel shit. Like, since the R. Kelly memes, we've been dropping. Um, since Tariq. Since Tariq. Tariq was the first one for Tariq. me. Oh, I saw R. Kelly when he had that Gail interview. The first thing when he did this, the first thing they did was pop a Kente hat on his head. So, when she come in and tell me that shit, whatever, I'm like, find out if it's Photoshop. So I she was leaves. like, I'm hoping it's not Photoshop, <laughs> but then multiple news sources had the same picture. And what pissed me the fuck off the most about the picture, past the Kente cloth, past Nancy Pelosi's red suit popping with the Kente cloth, everything that pissed me off was that taking a knee in this time is so insensitive. George you Floyd, you got a knee. George Floyd fucking died because he had a knee on his neck. Colin Kaepernick don't have a job because he took a knee. Like fuck you, bitches, in your knees. And I know it probably hurt you guys. So why you going home to sit there for the duration of George Floyd's detainment? Death. So now why you go home and put Bengay and Tiger Bomb on your knees? Because all of y'all is upwards of fifty. Have a good night. And Trump, you know your knees is Trump's approval rating, thirty eight percent right now. If you walk, they walked up to thirty eight percent of Americans, and they were like, "Trump is handling everything in the country perfectly." Which I feel like thirty eight percent is too high. Too many of y'all were like, "Yes, this is I support." Yes, that was too high of a rating. When the shooting starts, the looting starts. Yes, the looting so, go start. Yeah, I'm sick. 
Yeah, um... As far as things to watch on TV this week, I would suggest The Good Fight. If you have Amazon Prime or CBS Access, The Good Fight is a spinoff of The Good Wife. Mm -hmm. And it follows Diane, who went to an all-black law firm. um, And it shows basically how it is for her to adapt and how she learns about what black people go through in life and how she basically needs to use her white privilege in order to help, there's also, you know, a lot of your favorite characters from, like, Game of Thrones. You know, the girl Jon Snow's wife is up there as well. Chandler makes an appearance. Yeah, it's a lot of appearances from a lot of guests. Maya is John, is Rose. Oh, wow. I was like, this bitch is so familiar. Yeah, I don't know yeah, wow. yeah. So, um. She don't clean up well. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, then there's that. Um. Um. Also, why the fuck is The Help the number one uh, movie on Netflix right now? Like, that's not about that the black movement. That is not the way to go if you want to feel good. Do the right thing. Watch that. Yes. Like, I saw somebody say, what are some things that help you identify being black and the black struggle and stuff like that? And it was a Facebook status, so I know I should have went wrong and just deleted that person anyway. But then they said, um, 12 years a slave. So... There we are with just the bullshit that we've stumbled across in the last two weeks. We want to thank y'all for tuning in with us. Um, Make sure y'all stay lifted. You know, Black Lives Matter. We're going to drop some more things on our Instagram and our Twitter as far as, like, black businesses you can support. Um, I'm going to give you some black apparels that you guys can support. Um... Because it's all black. Everything you feel us. Like, why we we support everything black. Alright, guys. Great. So, tune in to us at 420 when we do our episodes. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in during this time. Um, hope we were able to get you through some of the issues, understand something a little bit better during this time. Um, excuse me. Sign a petition at the end of this. We might drop, we'll drop some links for those as well. Feel free to comment, interact with us, DM us. Let us like, know how you feel. We were talking about those ears to um, people to lean on, ears to talk to. We are those, so if you want to talk, we're here. All right. Thank you for tuning in and catch you smoking on the flip side. Stay lifted. <laughs>